0: Who is it?
1: Hoya Majokta
0: Hoya Matala, she went shopping
1: Hoya Markay Timado, have a Habiba Kuti Mitkude.
0: Okay Haba
2: her- Yo, walk well on. Assalamu alaykum Damanti the weather and welcome to Hoya Matala Podcast I'm Lee, short for Lee I'm
0: Sam, short for Samatar.
2: And yeah, we're back baby, back for another episode, episode 5
0: Now we're back for episode 5 yeah, and we're back and with a new topic today, with a special guest we have today. We've got our dear friend Udu today. I don't know
1: about special guest. No, 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 definitely.
0: You specia- mm, I, I'd say definitely special guest because um, the reason for having you today and we'll have, um, you know, a good introduction in terms of what your background and everything is, but um, a good introduction is how we actually met, I'd say. Yeah, I th- good yeah. start there. There's a good start there, yeah, <laughs> definitely. We we done a postcard together and that's how we met and everything else. And um yeah, we've we've had um
1: That was a while ago now, it's
0: no, about four some, years. About four years ago. You know what? Four years ago, yeah, it's about four years ago, I'd say. Now by now. And um I print pre sorry, I previously mentioned that in uh, one of the pots that um I went to number 10 one time. And uh, we was chairing a meeting at that time, and uh, yeah. funny enough, it was actually Wooduk we'll herself We chaired the meeting together.
1: I was a hot mess, <laughs> equal to Sam. I was, I don't know what I was doing. I think if you put me in that situation now, I'd do exactly the same thing. I don't, yeah, yeah, because public speaking—it's just not for me. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, because it was public speaking but at the same time it was on um on the was at the G8 table, right? So and we had a little audience there too at the same time. So we had it all figured out and whatnot, but if but at the same time, funny enough, it was that I I think I took lead at one point and then when I tried to take the lead, I choked. And then I oh, must have been tapping you. And then you choked too. <laughs> and we were both looking at each other I'm yeah. like, What are we gonna do now? kinda thing.
1: And we thought we were so cute, meeting up early.
0: Yeah, coming literally. up with a
1: whole speech. Yeah. And it went all out the window. It went south, yeah. to
0: be fair, and then it didn't work. It didn't work out too well, and everything. No,
1: it, was, it was a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. Although actually, I think I think it was just the nerves at the beginning, and then um, I think as we kind of got into it, it did be- yeah. become a bit more comfortable. Definitely, I think yeah. as time
0: went on and everything else, um, we 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 went into our stride and everything else, and yeah, it was, I think it was great. We to ended be well. Honest. Yeah, I it was, was, was a good end. I think it was a good end. Yeah. yeah. So we've got you today. We, we've got a particular topic that we're hopefully getting into today, which is about uh, the mental health. And when we talk about the mental health, we particularly want to look into our own community and what that really means. And we've got Uduk here that you know has got a better explanation, I'd say, about when it comes to the topic of mental health. So Uduk, would you like to basically talk about what your background really is?
1: So um, I started, I guess, with my po- with my undergrad so i did psychology and counseling it's <clears throat> going back a long time ago a long time ago now but at the time um i think I, I was just interested in knowing how things how brains not how brains work so much but how what influences people uh why people are the, the way that they are i had quite a bit of exposure as well growing up to <clears throat> like an actual family member of mine that had serious mental health problems um so I always was exposed to it. I obviously didn't know what it was, but I think that was probably what intrigued me, like in terms of my driving force as to mm-hmm. why I decided to study more about that. And just generally, I like knowing how things work, whether it's like how society functions or how people do present themselves. It's always like I want to know the behind. Yeah. I want to know what's going on, what what kind of yeah, brought them to that. So that was, I think, the reason I wanted to learn about it. But this is a, yeah, I at the time I obviously didn't take it very seriously. Um, and then what happened? I put, I actually went into a mental health hospital for the first time after that I graduated. And I honestly thought, going into that, I thought I'm going to change the world. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so embarrassing. No, but I really did think, like, going into it, I was so naive. I thought, I'm going to go into this hospital, and I'm just going to make such a change here, and I'm going to have such a huge impact on these people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny, actually it might not be funny to you guys, but I remember the very first day I was there at this forensic. So forensic meaning these people have been incarcerated at one point. Yeah, and then they when they're too unwell they l- basically do the rest of their sentence in a mental health hospital mm-hmm. so some of these a lot of these people these guys have been there for 20 plus years and they've been in this rehabilitation for so long so they're basically institutionalized completely and I went in there fresh graduate not knowing what the hell I was getting myself into And I remember I went to up up to one of the patients and I asked them, like, what do you want? Like, and I was thinking, you know, what is it you want? What are you passionate about? And he was like, I want them to open those doors up and just let us out. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't expect that. If you know what I mean, I just I don't know what I expected, to be honest. But I realized very quickly that I was basically up against an entire system, basically. Mm. Yeah. So um yeah, I learned a lot, and I realised at some point that I didn't want to work in mental health. Uh, and then I decided to do the course that we met, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to be a change maker and um, work in like community and do like third sector stuff. Um, and then after some time, I realised, ironically, once I did the course, I realised I didn't actually want to do that.
0: <laughs> ironically enough. Ironically, yeah. I, I after me. it finished, yeah. I was like.
1: Nah, I don't want to do community because
0: no, I, I did remember you mentioning, of course, the whole point of it was going to probably go into the third sector itself. Yeah. And maybe definitely. setting up your own, maybe organization. small organisation yeah. that deals with these kind of things. Yeah. And And, um, you know, at the forefront, you want to be there to help our community, especially because, you know, we've seen the, trouble past that probably previous traumas that they've had yes. so the whole point of it i remember when you was actually on the course to be fair i was just there maybe a bit for it was for vibes probably i was just there <laughs> i was just what, there, there for vibes? Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say fully for vibes but it's more like okay where can i go from here like where is this going to take me to whereas when i looked at everyone else everyone had a set plan okay i want to open up this i want to go into this yeah. i'm already doing something along those lines whereas with me <laughs> I'm just there. I'm like, whoa, everyone's got a plan. Everyone wants to do this. I'm just there. whatnot But the good thing that came came out of it was that um I talked about the previous episode actually was um that um I don't know if you remember, um Electra actually sent me out to do some mentoring at one yeah, point. Yeah you
1: did, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then he pulled me aside and said, Yeah, you I think you should uh do some mentoring for me at this uh school. He and really liked
1: you. I think he really <laughs> I remember that. He was like, I want I want Sam to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny because uh, even when we used to walk down um at lunch at times, it's always me and him walking. Yeah. And then I saw the rest of you lot saying, So what did you lot speak about today? Like why are you lot always like walking together always and whatnot? Together. Yeah. and but um we used to have some interesting conversations actually. But at the same time I felt like it was more of a guidance I was getting. Yes. Whereas the reason I think Probably I needed more at that point. Like I said, at first, maybe it was just for vibes. But at the at the long run, I kind of got into that thing of, I want to open up my own thing too. I want to have my own, you know, um, be working for my community. Definitely. Like what can I do for them itself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's more like, it's more gives than takes at this point. Yeah. And I think that's what it was um, for at that time.
1: I honestly think we all went into that not having a clue what we were going into. I think
0: No. I don't think we did, but at the same time I felt like um but I, I think the clarity came at the end, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. feel like the, the clarity we gained from it was at the end when we had our one to ones.
1: Yes.
0: It's like the ending kind of thing and everyone had their roadmap already set. Ivan
1: doesn't know what on earth we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so the basically
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best way and probably a lot of people think about well, what are these lot what rambling out on are about, about, but it's more to do we were just you know, giving a bit of a background to what the course kind of was for, right? So um it was it was actually really really beneficial in that sense. Do you know what I mean? And we we really gained a lot from it. But at the same time, it's more about what could you do for your community, yes. and I think that's what a lot of us needed yeah. at that time. It's more about being you know the best way to be yeah. like that community champion yeah. or some sort. Yeah, sorts. Definitely. You know I mean? definitely. Like being a pillar for your community and what can you give. How oh, to be influential. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I think, I think, I think it changed a lot of. us. Well, especially me, how I first came and then how
1: I was at the end. Definitely, the big change. I think, I think a lot. I think I think I was rattled changed. by that experience in a good way. In a good way, yeah. yeah. I think
0: a lot of us changed. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. In I, a positive way, a lot way. of us changed in that sense. Yeah,
1: but ironically, yeah. it was once I did the community leadership and law course, I realized I don't want anything to do with working in the community. Um not in a sense, not in the uh, not in the third sector organisation sense, anyway. Um, but that that course was completely like transformational in terms of taught me a lot that I didn't expect, you know. And I had a lot of experiences again I didn't expect to experience. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> expect
0: to experience, but at the same time, I think that course was more beneficial in the in the sense of that it modelled us in a certain way.
1: It was a more personal yeah, development. Yeah, It's more course of a personal development anything. course.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. It yeah. it allowed us to really do a deep dive, I'd say, into ourselves yes. and really understand yes. who we are yes. and everything else. Yes. 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 And it's like coming in, let's say, at the beginning, you're really quiet, you don't say much. But at the end it's like
1: you're You are always quiet, Sam. Yeah, Me I were. I was, I
0: was <laughs> quiet. You everyone else I took a step back more time, it was. You're an observer. But, yeah that's the best 100%. way to comment. 100% <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah that that's the best way to pay i think and uh, so what did you what like, what did you end yeah. up doing after that course
1: um so after that what did i do i traveled for a bit i went to back home to some mm-hmm. island um i then did some other random kind of i did what well, i was a mental health advocate basically um do you guys want me to go into that. yeah yeah definitely um, <laughs> I, like, I think I think the unique, probably sound. no no boring. definitely
0: the unique experience that you've had that we've we've kind of touched upon um outside of this anyways so was,
1: that was one of the roles yeah. that I did basically I was a mental health independent mental health advocate which basically means that you advocate for people that are sectioned under the mental health act so you are going to hospitals and basically making sure that you're that person that that make that the patients are essentially getting their rights, and their rights are being protected, and that they know what their rights are, they know what their options are, they're being treated fairly. Um, so you need to know about know a lot about mental health law, safeguarding, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So you're there as an independent person. You're like um, work liaising with the people, and you're working with the hospital, so you're that middle person, yeah. and you advocate for the patient basically. So I was doing that for a while, and that basically allowed me to go work in every kind of setting imaginable um you know every type of mental health that you could problem that you could think of I was probably set up in a ward there at some point so I got to see like people that are dealing with all various types of complex mental health traumas um and illnesses and um diagnoses so it was yeah even like um, economic, like so socio- economically as well. Mm-hmm. So people that were obviously very wealthy that were in very very nice hospitals, bordering on like hotels. Actually, yeah. funnily enough, in those hospitals they didn't like to call the wards wards because mm-hmm. it's too hospital-like. They would want you to call it floors, really floors, just so they don't yeah. feel like they're in a hospital. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So um yeah so i worked as a mental health advocate for a while and that gave me a lot of kind of experience and thing around mental health law and then after all that i kind of realized i want to go back to what my original thing was which was which was therapy yeah. um so yeah i'm inshallah due to finish yeah, well i have finished inshallah. actually yeah i have finished it uh i just i'm waiting for um I'm waiting for my grades for that. So no, inshallah. No, if you don't hear anything yeah. about that, that means <laughs> you know what's happened, isn't it? No, no, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still no. training. <laughs> no,
0: no, definitely. No, i um, Yeah. I think you've had a unique experience by going um, back home. You went to... Yeah, uh, you yeah went to, twice, yeah. You was fortunate enough to go to, um, to Gabile. Yeah. And uh, you was able to go to a mental health institution.
1: Yeah, so I think, well, I went to when, what was it, back in 2017, the first time I went, I, you know, there's not much to do there. There's only so many restaurants you can go to, right? Yeah. Um, and I think after a while, I grew a bit impatient. I was kind of like, I want to do something. Like, I want to see them on to health hospitals. And then, um, yeah, Uncle of Mine took, took me there and um, just waited for me outside and was like, I'll, I'll wait for you here. And I was like, you serious? Um, So I went ahead and I just, I didn't know why I went there. I just kind of wanted to check it out, see, you know, that's, I guess what, what, not I guess, I am passionate about. Um, And I want to see the conditions and how it kind of functions there. Um, And then, yeah, I I went there and um, I was, I was really, I wasn't surprised because I did expect it, you know, it's a developing country at the end of the day, mental health problems usually in the countries that are developing, it's conditions are quite, Poor yeah. and people's health is often quite severe. Um, so, yeah, but it was equally still. Even though I expected it, I still was very, very shocked to see the conditions of of that hospital. It was what yeah.
0: was it like when you first got there? And then, you know, I'm I'm probably thinking there's probably two people that worked there. Or, you know, I think you mentioned beforehand that it's not backed by the government or anything. This is totally independent. By you know, you got several funders that. Pull their money together yeah. and open up this institution.
1: Yeah. So, like a bit of a disclaimer. Obviously, like the people that were working there were. I. I. Like, of course, where everyone that's working there is doing it for sometimes no, with not getting any income from yeah. it at all. So there was one doctor there and one nurse, and the other ones were volunteers. um So they were usually out of day, like university uh, studying. Uh, like health and social anything really but they would just come here for kind of experience and they were the ones that were that were working basically Um, but no kind of real expertise do you know what I mean like a mental health nurse for example that knows how to administer medication like all these things either all these roles that you see in mental health hospitals there's there's basically there's about 15 things that you uh, spaces you can occupy uh, in in those institutions but when I was in in her case, I was like, I, I was so shocked to see that there's basically nothing. There's, yeah, there's like one doctor and one nurse and they run the whole show.
0: My experience when I went, my first ever time seeing it when I went in 2003, that was, I must have went, I think I was just on the outskirts, I think, and there was a little hut there. Now I went there and I saw on this hut, right, you saw a guy chained there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, to
0: a chain. And yeah, I was yeah. thinking... Um, I was I was quite young at that time so I saw this guy chained and obviously I'm thinking at this point you know it, it's so surreal to me at this point because I've never seen this before yeah. and I'm thinking like, what, what's, what's the whole reasoning behind this a guy that's chained did he you know is this like a mini cell or what's going on did he do something or is he like um, is he able to harm the community so I was just tr- trying to stay well clearer but as time went on you tend to see loads of those pictures around yes. of people um, you know, chained up, chained up, and everything, and this, this is part, This, well, this is due to a lot of them having something to do with, you know, mental health. Or
1: yeah, 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 it's it's really quite severe as well. Like the conditions that I saw in the mental health hospitals were really, like, uh, like uh, sanitary. Like there's six people to a room, like which obviously is just not good for anybody. Um, it does more harm than it does good. So. That was that, and then obviously I went as well, like going around and we were delivering rations to really like remote areas. Mm. And this is, you know, those houses. There's there's a little hot yeah. There's a little yeah. huts in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to a few of them, and honestly, oh, so, so many of them had mental health problems, and they were all tied up. And um, the reason that is, is because basically we're bahsani and they'll, they'll run away. Mm. And these people that are chaining them or, or tying them up, they're usually the ones that are looking after them, the ones that are looking after the home, the ones that are going, you know, expect to work. So they go and work and then, you know, they can't you can't leave them behind. So it's almost like there's no option.
0: There's no option, but it, it becomes really problematic because if that's, if that's um, a son, let's say, right? And I've seen this and the mother... Let's say he's a single mother, right? And she might have five kids. Now, if she's the breadwinner at this point, right? And she's the breadwinner at this point, she's got no choice but to tie him up at that point because she's unable to look after him at the same time and then go and get the money at the same time, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and obviously the understanding of mental health in general is very, you know, not... don't really know even the, the basics. So... um. I guess in terms of how you would um, manage that as well, they just don't know how to deal with it. They don't know what it is. You know, a lot of them have ideas about, you know, chin and and these kinds of things. They Mm -hmm. have their own Mm -hmm. perceptions of what the illness is or what's triggered it or what's caused it. Um, So then they therefore do not know how to, how to manage it, what to do. All they know is to tie them up because they know that if they let them loose that they will just walk out and wander out into the street. Mm. Um, And so that's, Unfortunately, I guess yeah. But at the same time,
0: this this is the effects of you know the Civil War itself. A lot of people are untreated and everything. I'd yeah, say yeah, and and you do when you do go back home, you tend to see a lot of people just you know walking around the city. Yeah, and like you said, there's a lot of people in suits that you think they're just casual people, but really and truly, they're not. No, do they no,
1: mean? I really don't think. Uh, obviously, people probably you know disagree. Uh, Honestly, I can't. Uh, it's not. I can't generalize and say everyone's, you know, not well there. But it appears to me that a lot of the people um, kind of self-medicate in order for them to um, deal with whatever it is they're dealing with. And you have to understand, this is a country that has very recently come out of war, right? So these are people that when they had experienced that at a very young age, they're now full grown adults that have children that then is passed on to their children. Cause there is such thing as a tra- uh, a gene that is actually a trauma gene that you can mm. inherit that, that, uh, that a yeah. child can inherit or they're more susceptible to develop serious mental health illnesses. So these things, if they don't go checked, you know, if the, if the illness isn't, you know, um, dealt with, then that's going to get passed yeah. on yeah so um that's what you see that's why you see so many people that are that are unwell and the way that they deal with it is unfortunately through just consuming god and that's why a lot of the men there are unwell it's because of it's because of god honestly it's not to do with god it's to do with their already disposition that's quite fragile um and then on top of that they and then that and then you know, you have a mental illness.
0: You say that's why they're always shouting across the street and everyone else. It's so chaotic down there. Everyone's just shouting. Everyone's going mad. Like, you see, even the guy that's obviously, like, um, in charge of, let's say, traffic marshal, yeah. Like he's off his head too <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's really Do you honestly, know
0: what I mean It's listen. so cute Like how are you telling me A traffic marshal That's meant to be Looking after the traffic Because not everyone's got uh, Like traffic lights i say maybe there's One or two Whatever yeah But imagine the guy That's a traffic marshal che- off, yeah. <laughs> no, off his head Yeah on Off his head yeah The drivers Off their heads yeah <laughs> The people that are watching Off their heads So then you think to yourself You take a step back right And you look at all these people And say now surely not everyone here is just 100% Do you know what I mean at this time And the thing is I think you mentioned it before Like um, the drawbacks of the, the the way they cope with it is Qad. Yes, let's say right yes, that's And do. I've seen it myself Where for example I don't know if you've seen it But when the card truck comes in at at door. Is it was times I think it comes I've seen there. videos I see right? yeah, it comes <laughs> like eight times a day it comes I don't know how many times Several they reload times it but let's say it comes out after door or before maybe yeah now it's got a special horn yes. right it's got this special horn which' is like so it's loud and I'm it. hearing <laughs> and it's chill blazing through the city yeah. right I'm, i even heard to the point and this is a story anyways they said that I think if a kid and you see these kids that are on top of these trucks isn't it they said if a kid drops from the truck or whether it dies, whatnot, that they pay the compensation, but the yep. truck has to get there on time. Now, you're saying that's mad if you really deeper. Now, and I remember there was a drought, maybe, like, whatever, and people went nuts, like, because there's a drought. No, I think they did, they did. I think there was a few individual guys, whatnot, they started going to farms and started plucking it. I don't know if you've seen the video. Have you seen it? <laughs> I saw the like They were plucking it and just going off it. But then, like you said before, these are people that are, you know, so dependent it's on. So d- yeah. Yeah, and
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And unfortunately, that's how, when people are traumatized, they've been through a lot of pain, they've been through a lot of uh, whatever they've been through. Um, it takes a lot for them to actually not use a vice in some way to alleviate that pain and to deal with it. Because to deal with it is too much sometimes, to be conscious of that is too much for some people for a lot of people actually so um you know escapism essentially that's what it is people use khat, others use other means otherwise no yeah. definitely yeah no i so agree because is, yeah
0: it is you do tend to see it everywhere right this is a functioning is the only way they function when yeah. you see it whether it's a working life at the night time you know for them to just you know Um unwind I say and just you know, wherever that might be. If it
1: made them functional, that would be at least a good thing. It doesn't even do that. Like not God specifically. There's obviously drugs that people take that they can still function or, you know, they use it so that they are able to carry out whatever they need to do. But God specifically doesn't make you any better at any at doing anything.
0: Mm. Would you not say it makes me Productive to a certain Yeah, yeah I've, heard the
1: so I've seen loads of. Yeah, like Listen, from what I've seen, I'm talking about addicts. I'm not talking about the, you know, a regular. I don't know, like You're once a week. Once a week. I'm talking about these people that eat God, ev- that every waking moment, and unfortunately, that's a lot of people in the country because there's a high m- level of. Unemployment There's You know yeah, um, not They're not getting angry, the money really, Sent yeah. to their family They don't need to work So there's a lot of time On their hands They're not expected Really to do much Around the house Or help raise kids Of course that's changing now But For a lot of them To be quite honest So What do they do They sit there And eat day, And unfortunately When you're doing that yeah. All the time It's going to have Adverse effects Because the first thing that, do, that it does Is It deprives your sleep And you know, a completely sane, normal functioning person yes. without three, four days of sleep can lose their mind 900%. quite seriously. No,
0: that's no, no, I definitely so, yeah, agree. That's, in
1: that, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really understand the benefit of God. Maybe someone can tell me, but from what I've seen, cause it's used as such a, it's basically abused. Um, I just feel like they just need to do away with it. Cause you see people that are coming into these hospitals that are recovering, um, and getting better and, you know, already, and, to face life again Basically yeah. And then they leave And then they have a Relapse And this isn't what I'm saying This is what I was hearing From the hospitals That I was going to And speaking to yeah, the To yeah. the You know To the professionals That's what they were saying to us It's It's that That's keeping the problem going It's maintaining the problem
0: The good thing is Well the, I think the ban In the UK Came about 2014 times And There was a move away from that But then there was some kind of a void now when it got taken away. Yes. So now we tend to, see, well, at that time, God got taken away. Now there there's, there's a void that might need to be filled, whether with different <laughs> drugs or whatever that might be. <laughs> it might need to be Do you be know filled. what I mean? Well, it, it, it did at that time anyways. A lot of people yes, were yes, abusing yeah. various different substances at that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, did you come across any, when it comes to the Somali community, let's say, did you come across any cases of particular, you know, addictions that they might have had?
1: Um, I think with, it seems, it appears to me, it seems like a generational thing. Um, so, like, actually, you know what? Then again, it depends on where you are. So, if you're back there, yeah, then it's usually, it doesn't matter, from very, very young ages, actually. But here, I think the vices are are completely different. And again, they've changed. Because I know that there's a young a lot of young people now that especially boys that are doing the whole lean thing like again i yeah. i don't know the numbers specifically i don't know how many people are becoming very unwell with that but it's a generational thing i think whatever people are addicted to tends to be around what what's what is going on at that time what's the hype what's what people are consuming at that time um but
0: sorry, I didn't even remember yeah that. no would you say in terms of i think you mentioned but but um, before to us anyways was it something like opioids that you came oh the opioid crisis
1: yeah yeah so like um I think when you mention the fact that you when you take something you obviously need to kind of give them something else so that they don't completely lose their mind because obviously when someone has an addiction whatever it may be and then you take that and you it's almost like you make them go cold, cold turkey you could you run the risk of actually killing someone yeah. if they have an addiction mm-hmm. so with whatever it is you have to have like a tape approach whereby you kind of slowly reduce it yeah or of course um give them something else and unfortunately with like drugs for example like meth and cocaine and those things what would they would do in the mental health hospitals that i worked at because these are drug, drug addicts they would then give them prescribe them methadone Mm-hmm to take as a substitute for whatever they were taking before, which just seemed insane to me because I was like, you're basically giving them, you're giving them the same drugs, but this yeah. one's just prescribed. Prescribed, yeah. Because the impact, the effects of it is, is, is pretty similar and the way it interacts with the brain is similar. So they'd go, weirdly enough, you'd sign them off and they'd go to the clinic and get this methoding injection from their, from their doctor. Um, and that just seemed very bizarre to me. I was like, so what are we doing here? If we're just trying to replace things with another thing and another thing and another thing, um, but that's just yeah, that's unfortunately that's the farm that that's another discussion altogether. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think we are a culture that just likes to replace one problem with another one and, and another thing. So yeah, that's kind of how it
0: how it is. How it is, yeah, definitely. I think um, what's the more newer things that you tend to see in terms of like um. Could it be perhaps that you said the younger generation tend to be on a whole different scale as to the previous one?
1: No, not really, actually. I think, again, it is a cultural thing. So whatever's uh, amongst a certain group, that that drug would be quite popular. Um, actually, to be honest, nowadays, I think everyone takes everything. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I don't think race or, or culture has much to do with the kind of drug that they... Maybe a little bit, but um, I think now people are ready or willing to, to, to try anything.
0: But that could be d- down to your environment, let's just say. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. the same time, or what you basically, you know, what's in front of it's you. We're
1: talking about recreational drugs. Yeah, we're talking about recreational yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: definitely. That's yeah. in front of you at that time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the people are a lot more willing and open to try to try anything at least one time, a couple of times. Um, but, of course, the addiction is really the main thing here. That's the problem. Um,
0: what kind of other mental health aspects would you say that lot of maybe someone, is that you come across maybe young ones? Could it be maybe anxiety? Could it be perhaps, you know, um, self-harming aspects that you probably come across? So right
1: now, obviously, I am working as a, as a therapist. Um, and unfortunately, there aren't a lot of... And I say unfortunately because I understand that there's a lot of people younger generation whatever diaspora that have mental health problems uh for a whole host of reasons and i think we've spoken about this lots of times before what's kind of contributed to that but what's happened is that not many of them actually seeking a lot of help through therapeutic intervention as opposed to medication or as opposed to being taken to a hospital basically but unfortunately in art it's something that's very specific to black and minority ethnic um Groups or i know people some people hate that term but uh it's very common with that group to not seek help at an earlier um stage if you know what yeah. i mean so mm-hmm. through um perhaps therapy and again that's because of the lack of um opportunities and the barriers and the lack of communication between there's no like bridge I think that's yeah. that's what we did that course for to be the people that gr- bridge that gap between the services and provisions and the people, um, and again it is due to the fact that people don't know that these things even exist. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. There isn't enough. Yeah. Um, Would you say that that
0: a lot of these things are seen as taboo in our communities? And the thing is that. I'm aware that nowadays that people are a bit more open to a lot of more yeah, things to it's whole, changing. when it comes to the whole mental thing, a mental health aspect of things. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before they were like, mm, I don't think that exists. Well, that's yeah, not the yeah, case. Yeah. Whereas now, what I'm tend to see is a lot more mothers are able to say to the to the girl, for example, if they're seeing she's, you know, a bit distanced from the family. They're like, you know what? First, I think from what I've seen is they seek out maybe someone that's able to talk to her. Yeah. And what the maybe the second step is probably reaching out to maybe, you know, uh, to see. I'd say um, therapy. That's probably provided by the NHS or something along those lines.
1: Definitely. And I think there's a reason for that. Like, what do you think? Like, why do you think that there are more openness to it? Like, I'm interested to know what your theories are on that.
2: Yeah. To be honest, it's it's just it's kind of just got popular. Like in terms of like, um, ten years ago, nobody was having the conversations. And now I feel like you, you can catch the conversations anywhere, whether that's online, Twitter, social media, any, like anywhere, literally. So yeah, I think there's more of an understanding.
1: Okay. So you think because there's more of an understanding of mental health, that's why people are more open to seeking out help? Mm. Or more open to talking about it? Because others are open to talking about it? Is that what you think? I think
0: that's what it is. I think a l- another thing was that they didn't want themselves to be seen as, oh, my kid is this... It's of this. the norm. Yeah. Do you know no. what I mean? Yeah. They don't want the communities to look at them in a certain way. But because a lot more people are coming out w- with it, yes. they're a bit more open to these things. Yeah. Saying, okay, I've heard heaven and heavily has happened to them before. Yeah. You know, I'm not the only one mm. in that sense. So yeah. they're a lot more open. And this is the thing where I think... um when it, when it comes to, for example, like autism in our communities, for example, yes. a lot of people don't want to say that their kids may be autistic yes. and they try to hide it. But yeah. whereas when you start to see a lot more people come out about it, they feel, okay, you know what? Someone's not going to view me in a certain way yes. if I come out of these things. Yeah. I'm not going to be outcasted or some sort. People are not going to say, oh, this is the person with the crazy kid, for example. Whereas now you start to see a lot more chefs talk about it. Uh, and where is a lot more things are being shared on you know they tend to be on facebook and everything else a lot more people are yeah yeah it's 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 been i think it's a bit more open
2: yeah Yeah. uh, i think it's kind of like it's okay to say that you're you're not all right like that's what i think it is
1: definitely yeah i agree and again i think um that i think it's just a normal i think we mentioned we spoke about this earlier we said it's just a normal that's the normal progression isn't it you 100%. just expect that people are going to get better understanding and and um it for it to be less you know stigmatized um and i think i actually think the reason for like a, this shift almost is because the parents of these young people now are the parents that a lot of them are the ones first generation someone yeah. that mm-hmm. came here teenage years they were still able to grasp and, and understand certain things so perhaps their perception of mental health is a lot more I don't want to say advanced, but they do know more about mental health and and they may encourage their kids and actually speak to their kids in a complete different way than perhaps that we did Um, and have that kind of, uh, you know, give them their their children the space to be open about things and to have dialogue with their children. And I think that's what you're seeing. And I'm talking about my cousins, for example, uh, who came here fairly young, had a child, And I see their relationship and it's nothing like the relationship that I had with my parents. Like, they're so open with each other. They're so, you know, that is encouraged and uh, it's normalized. So that's why I feel maybe perhaps that's the reason people are able to speak more openly about their things is because at the end of the day, their their parents at home know. So they can then, you know, come out. On
0: I I think it's more easy because they don't want to isolate their kid no more. In that sense. Before it's like, we've got five kids, we can shove this one out and we've still got four left. Do you know what I mean? And that's the way they used to view it. But now it's like you know we can save this kid too. Yeah, absolutely. In that sense, so it's, it's more of a.
1: And that it's okay. It's okay to deal with. It's okay to have anxiety. It's okay to have. It's okay to have any mental problem. You know, it's not the end of the world. Um, and it's 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 kind of crazy that I'm talking about the first generation Somalis. So our yeah. parents were the ones that were born there and came here fairly young and had us. Um, I think there's this there's this cultural thing of like everything you have to hide everything everything that's mm. bad everything that's ill anything that at the end of the day you know illness it comes from God essentially yeah. isn't it like it's not something that you bring upon yourself unless it's self-inflicted yeah. illnesses which is of course something entirely different but for, the, f- for mental health for physical health whatever it may be we have this thing where it's just we always have to hide these things and I don't know, I don't understand why because at the same time we're a culture that preaches Islam and we speak openly about being, you know, Muslims and for some reason there's not the same energy. It's like, you're saying you're a Muslim, you're saying you believe in Allah but you're not understanding that this illness is something that comes from God so why are you hiding it, you know, there needs to be an acceptance to it, you know, this isn't, and I think people perhaps personalize it, they think that you know, if my child is unwell, if my spouse is unwell, something happens to my family, this is a result of something that I've done. Yeah. You know, or this could be a, a bad, this is like, uh, you know, whatever you did is what happens to your children. And, yeah. and it doesn't actually know. That's not actually true. Um, This is something that we have completely no control over. So I don't know why I'm going to hide from people that my child is dealing with mental health problems or that I deal with mental health problems um but that is a completely different topic because i actually think need yeah, there needs to be yeah no but
0: uh, another thing is i think as time went on right i think a lot of someone in well the, our parents let's say they're reflecting back on those people that they've you know grew up with or uh family members and say you know what that person that we used to outcast was probably not well yeah. kind of thing whereas before they used to just went no no just take get rid of this person, you know, yeah. let's not speak on those things. And, uh, and, and and the thing is, right, some people, whether it's people's uh, family was one well, had problems with substance abuse before, yes. right? Now, what someone is tend to do when someone has, you know, has issues with particular substances, they don't like to come with those solutions. Well, their solution, no more solution is to outcast them completely. Yes. And then keep them away from... Uh, any of the family members and that way by pushing that person away everything's good again but that's not the case because that person now is so isolated that they've got no family support they've got no one to help them out whatsoever right whereas you can come forward and then you know put something maybe together and then take them to you know whether it's a particular institution that can help them with whatever drug addiction they've got at that time but I think it's like i said it's slowly changing now yeah you do see a lot of people like um depending on london you do see some unwell somalis whether you know they've got trouble you know with particular substances and whatnot and you think of course is is when you see another somali it's like you see a reflection of yourself in that sense of yeah you know, of course these are your yeah. people yeah, i don't like to absolutely. see this person in a yeah, certain way it's absolutely. like it's like um i don't know if any of you seen it like there's I think it's a mother and a son Two homeless people And I think it's in Tooting or something And Now a lot of people are always Heartbroken about the whole situation I don't know fully about the whole situation Anyways but It's like they've A lot of people been trying to help them And whatnot, But They don't want no help So this could be tied down to Probably some mental health aspects Or what not But The way I look at it is that As a community of course And you know we looked at Um I don't think everyone's seen... (coughs) Sorry, everything's not seen as to be now. It's slowly changing, I think. And a lot of people become more accepting, I say.
2: Is is there anything you'd, like, kind of recommend, like, um, as early steps or for people to do if anybody kind of relates to this? Like, in terms of they're going through something, is there anything you'd recommend in terms of, like, I don't know, whether it's speak to somebody or, like... Yeah, is there anything you'd recommend?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, generally speaking... So always try and educate yourself and learn about these things so you know and what you can do in your own um capacity i guess is uh try what depends again what kind of if you're feeling too anxious and too depressed i think that's a completely different other process that you have to go through but for the most part i think educating yourself uh about these things is always a good idea because that gives you an idea as to how you can uh then um deal deal with the problem so um also of course trying to seek support trying to get some therapy if you can uh so there's like iapt services that you can that you can refer yourself to um to do some like cognitive behavioral therapy for example depending on again what your what your um mental health problem may be but um, i think if you don't have anybody to speak to, that's where the real difficult or they feel like they can't. But I feel if you have someone that you trust and a friend or someone that you can rely on, um, it's always a good thing to try and speak openly about these things because it always feels better when you speak about it because a lot of the times people just want to suppress it and don't want to think about it. But on honestly, it just, it doesn't do anything. It just oftentimes makes you feel worse. But if you do have someone that you can trust and rely on, a family member, a loved one, I would say try and be um try and be open with them about that cuz i feel like once you relieve that feeling it yeah, will definitely. you would feel a bit better but of course there's numerous ways depending on um your issues what where you can where you can go to seek to seek help but um take action immediately always as soon as you underst- actually you know what a really useful bit of information i can say is um when you are feeling uh, I think depression, anxiety is probably the most common, and they usually come, they're comorbid, so they often come together a lot of the times. Um, one is often more predominant than the other one, So, um, but they are usually come together. Um, and I would say people have a tendency, when they feel quite low, to start to become quite withdrawn and isolated. Um, which is again just a symptom of of the low mood Um, but I always encourage people that come to me to try and remain and trying to keep maintain that routine that you had before whatever it is that you're doing try and stick to that and try your best not to um, begin to isolate and begin to kind of cut away from your responsibility and your routine and just you know fight the temptation to really just stay in bed for example all day long and just i don't know scroll on social media because all that does is just uh it makes the problem worse and actually it brings your anxiety back up because the more you spend lying down and wanting to not deal with anything the the worse the problem gets quite so although again the problem with that is people uh when you're depressed, you lose um, interest in things, even things that used to give you enjoyment before. Yeah. Just simply doesn't do it anymore. But what we say is, go with the plan, not the mood. Stick to the plan, not the mood.
0: Definitely. Some Try great and takeaways. Do, yeah. No, no. no, no definitely. Yeah. Everyone, everyone tends to have, you know, a little. I'd say, um,
1: dandy. small, yeah, down days,
0: yeah, small spells. Yeah. This could be, you know, um, in your early twenties, teens, whatever, a late twenties, yeah. anytime really. You know that little. Gap that you tend to have Where you're not doing much You might not be employed At that point And then you've got A little down period But then It's it's totally normal at that point to have that that's the thing on, yeah. i think
1: that's an important thing that you said actually it's normal and i think it's so 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 sorry it's probably one of the most important things i haven't even actually said is that to try and be forgiving of yourself and be kind to yourself and i I know that sounds really cliche and probably a lot of people say be, be, be kind to yourself and i don't mean it in a consumerism way like go and buy some things go on retail therapy no um i'm speaking saying be kind to yourself in a sense that understand that this is temporary Most Mm. times that you go through anxiety, depression, it's for a lot, for the majority of people rather, it's episodal. It goes, life is, it's a journey, right? So you you go through these moments and then you come out of it and then you may go through it later on in life. But you have to remember that this is something that you're going to come out of. This isn't, and it's so hard to um believe that when you feel like that it's so hard to see that light or to feel like actually this is going to get better but you have to understand that it is going to get better you are going to be okay this is completely fine given the circumstances that you're in it's okay to to not be okay i think you already said that but um yeah just kind of remind yourself this is temporary i'm all right i feel like this at the moment but i'm gonna get better and i'm gonna get out of this so just having that mind frame because I feel like it's very, very, very powerful what you, what you tell yourself, you know.
0: No, no, that's one thing I can agree on that side because we tend to be tough on ourselves. Oh man, I think every, no. We're like, no, I much. can't. I have to be. You know, I can't be. I can't. I can't have those down days. But really truly, it's just it's just being normal, it's really. hundred percent. Yeah, we it's can't. Yeah. You, you, you're not always just gonna be great it's never going to be that you're going to have some you know down days some you know things that you come across that you would be like oh you know what i can't hack this at this point but i'll come back to this and hopefully you know
1: get through this yeah yeah you know and
0: just by like you said just having to mindset and yeah. keep into the routine just I not
1: say. beat yourself up over it. and honestly like i feel like people are harsher to themselves than they are to other people and i always ask like my clients for example i'd always say how would you speak to somebody that's going through what you're going through now you know you're you're compassionate towards them you're accommodating you say nice things to them um you know but you're not you're not doing that for you, for yourself so the same way that you would speak to someone else in a very sensitive situation mm-hmm. like that treat yourself in the same in the same way. No, definitely because won't. otherwise, yeah, the what, what's the alternative that you're alternative, yeah. that you give yourself a hard time, but that's that doesn't do anything at all.
0: Work. But would you say another point I wanted to bring uh, bring this up with you was that having more Somalis in your industry would it be a better thing? Having that representation would help more of having Somalis come forward with things, or would would you feel that makes a bit more reluctant in that side?
1: Um, I think it's always a good thing. Definitely representation is always important. Um, and I think it would like, for example, when I was working in the mental health hospitals and I would see, uh, Somali boys, girls coming in, um, and their parents, the minute they saw me, they were like, you know, you you can see the relief on their face because they have someone that understands them. And, you know, obviously maybe because they're obviously... Not maybe, obviously, because they are Somali. Like I would, um, I try like support them because I know that they don't know what's going on no one's bothered to explain anything to them so i'll take it upon myself to be the kind of middle person but they would always come to me and be like how's my son or how's my daughter doing you know can you make sure they do this can you make sure they do that like i'd have mom's thing. Yeah. can you make sure <laughs> <laughs> i'm like um, i'm not really yeah, kind of <laughs> i can't go to their dorms and be like, <laughs> like i really can't do that yeah. so bless them um but of course it does it does help because then I was able to um tell them things that they had never heard from from the other you know from yeah. the other professionals mm-hmm. or um it was yeah of course like it's it's very important i think yeah definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: No, I'm just taking a second to literally like, take it, and I've been, I've <laughs> yeah, been on no, mute no, no. just listening. Yeah, yeah. I've a lot just been, going on. I've just been on mute, literally enjoying the conversation. Like. No,
0: no, no, definitely. Yeah. I'm like yeah.
1: waffling so much. No, 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 no not, no, not at all. It's, a it's,
0: it's one of those ones where you go in. A gr- it's, it's a good breakdown, I'd say, where everyone's probably had their own journey, I'd say, and they can reflect on this. Where everyone has yeah. a, everyone has had those down days, 100%. and it's all about getting yourself back up. And having those spells, and I agree with you. You know, it's it's a withdrawal from everyone. You know, when you withdraw yourself from, and you're in your yeah. little you bubble, and yeah, exactly. You're not wanting to come, to come up from bed or anything, and yes. you're just on your phone the whole time, and yes. you are sleep. You want to just sleep all the time. And these are all the things where, like I said, if you've got like friends, close ones, you know, when they look for these signs, and you know, and they take you away from that and just, you know, say, hey, by the way, is everything good? Or, you know, um, I'd say the best thing in terms of support is, you know, looking at them, maybe they need a job or anything, help them out of applications in that sense. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, look look at basically what they wanted to do. You know, look at the positive side of things, whether it's, it's, it's bad making them reflect on it, on why they're at that state. That was a
2: popular <laughs> slogan that I, I used to hear, like, like pretty recently about like check up on your friends. Like I used to see that everywhere. No, I agree. Like, online, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. It's always, it's always, always a good thing.
1: I think a lot, although a lot of people say that, uh, I don't, I don't believe a lot of people know how to actually deal when uh, their friend comes to it them. Isn't it difficult though? Like to. It's extremely difficult, and I think a lot of people struggle with um with that. So if someone were to disclose something that's you know, oh, I'm I have I think I'm depressed or I think I feel like this. I don't know why. You would be surprised the amount of people that just don't know what to say or what to do they just feel so awkward and i think the main thing to remember is that you don't need to have the answers you know Mm. most of the time they're not telling you for some kind of you know answer to their problems try your best to refrain from providing them with answers and just listen that's that's all you need to do um and so that's, that's what we do in therapy. All we do is, is listen to them. And mm. honestly, it's quite helpful to just have someone that's going to be there. Not honestly not, not listening, like looking at your phone. I'm talking yeah, about active, active listening, listening, actually really listening to mm. that person and giving them time and the space and um, not trying to, and fight that temptation to be, like, what about this? What about that? Have you tried this? Because that's what happens, isn't it? When you're having that interaction, you can see the mm. other person just thinking, what do I say to them now? <laughs> and it's just like, you don't need to say anything. You just literally need to listen to what they're saying, and then when that awkward silence comes in the end, just bear it. Yeah, no, you <laughs> got okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's okay. Like you just feel like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I'm really, you know, and empathize with them. She'll like I'm yeah. sure, like it sounds like a lot, man. Don't try and. But then what about this? And then what about that? But then have you seen that? Like, don't.
2: But do you think? Do you think everybody's capable of that in terms of just, just like listening? yeah, just listening? Because if you, if you think of it like. You could be listening to I don't know, uh, maybe something very traumatic. Like, don't you think that kind of takes a toll on the listener? Like, imagine you become the go-to person yeah. for just you know just to vent to. Yeah,
1: definitely. Like, but then that shouldn't. I mean, of course, that shouldn't be the case. I think you're responsible from both sides. So the person that's disclosing this, of course, like I don't know about you, but I don't think I would if I had something that's really quite heavy. I just go and drop a bomb like that, you know. I think it depends on the way you communicate that information, and also, of course, it's really sticky when uh, you're there and you're listening to them, and then they come back to you because they found you to be a comfort to them last time. Because I know that's a uh, that's another thing in the yeah, modern yeah, is that, that, that <laughs> <sense>. yeah, <you laughs> <have> someone <that's laughs> coming back to you all the time It's peak. But honestly, I find a great deal of comfort in just um, trying uh, in not because I used to be that person. Like, what do I say? What do I do? I always used to feel that, and even now when I'm doing the therapy, it's like someone would say something, and I just be like, "Should I just provide you a solution?" Actually, no, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen, and it, and it, and it works, um, because I believe, you know, by telling people and instructing people or advising people, it doesn't work.
0: But do you think those people that tend to be in those kind of situations at that particular time, mm-hmm. they tend to overthink the situation? They become the overthinkers, and they think, if I'm telling this person all these things, right? what's he going to think of me? How is he going to go? Yeah, what's yeah. the relationship going to be like after this? Yes. Is this person going to view me in a particular yeah, way? Yeah. And it's just this whole thing of, you know what? I might as well not. Do you know what I mean? So well, then can, it becomes that's not your burden
1: as a listener to think about how I'm how will they perceive how i'm perceiving them that's not your job if they've come to you and they've already disclosed this thing it's up to you how yeah. you respond to it but if that person decides not to open their mouth cuz they're worried that they're going to be perceived this or that or the other that's that's really their their own their own thing that's that's up to them but i think when um someone say for example i was to come to you and speak to you about something that i was struggling with and you just sit there and you listen to me and you're like, yeah, man, I'm really sorry. That sounds that sounds so tough. Like, what are you going to do about that? Say if you were to do that, the chances are that I'm going to come back to you and then probably tell you something else. Mm. When someone faces another person that's like, have you tried that? But what about this thing? Have you, you know, decided like, oh, always try and provide solutions. They'll be like, you don't understand. You don't get it.
0: Sometimes it's not the solutions that they may be looking for. Maybe sometimes they're looking for. Even if they are listen. looking for solutions,
1: don't give it. <laughs>
0: don't give it. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't give
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I, I, I got another yeah. situation. What about like um, if you come ac- if you sense something is wrong with a friend, yeah, like they're 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 being different and whatnot, and you you have a suspicion that they're going through something. It could be I don't know depression or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like what, what would you like suggest in a situation I like it. that?
1: Ignore it. No, Jacob. <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> no, of course I wouldn't ignore it. No, no. Um... No, I don't ignore it, but I wait for them to say to me what to, what, well, unless, like, of course, like... But it, if they'll never come,
2: like, they, they never this come is, around again,
1: to is Again, I think it's different difficult bec- to say because um, the kind of friends that I have, they're the kind that are, like, I'll come to you when I'm ready type of thing. Yeah, and yeah. I know that. And I'm like, yo, you're going through something. But, you know, I'm here and they know yeah, that. Yeah, and then yeah. they will. But if they need a bit of a push, then, of course, it's always worth being like, yeah, I haven't seen you, you know, you're not, you're not yourself. What's going on, you know? Yeah. recognize the changes in them and yeah definitely speak speak to them and be open about it and make them feel comfortable enough to tell you but if they don't want to again i would say don't don't push it honestly
2: no it makes sense it makes sense
1: (laughs) but actually funnily enough like one thing i uh, learned was i used to think prior to me doing this course that everybody should do therapy I was like, I think everyone needs therapy. I think everyone needs a place to speak and discuss and explore. And, you know, it always sounds like a generally a good idea, right? But I actually learned, I think, the very early on when I was there, and I spoke to one of the lead psychotherapist that was there and he came and introduced himself and he was like you know what it's about your journey and i was telling him and i was just like yeah i just think everyone needs that i think everybody at some point is like has been traumatized i just feel like everybody needs somebody to speak to everyone, so everyone needs, needs therapy some.
0: no i've been in there even though someone's not going through nothing but they still go and have some therapy sessions yeah Perhaps maybe everyone needs that yeah. but sometimes the issue is that everyone looks at the are they able to have access kind of you know, if they don't have the maybe disposable Ooh, income, I
1: just completely scratch. You know, if them. they don't yeah. have the
0: disposable income, let's say,
1: yeah.
0: Well, if the free services you know take time yes, for exactly. even to get into these particular slots, it becomes yeah. really problematic. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. no, definitely. Uh, if you are capable and you have got some of those disposable incomes, it's always it's always good to probably i will say get some
1: therapy if if you can. If you can um yeah. But I think the the thing is is like. Therapy isn't also for everyone. That's what that's what I learned. Because like I said, I said to him, I think everyone needs therapy. I think everyone should have. And he was like, actually, no. I was like, damn, what? what? And he's yeah. like, actually, no, it's, it doesn't work for everyone. Some people actually are. You basically unravel a bunch of stuff. That 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 they really wasn't trying to deal with that you've brought to the surface because you decided that Mm. everyone, he was like, actually, no, therapy isn't for everyone. So, exploration, yeah, it can be really problematic. And so I was like, oh, okay, maybe some things are better dealt with yourself. I don't know. But that's kind of that was interesting. I was like, okay, so I guess not everyone maybe feel re traumatized by you speaking about it, Mm. for example.
0: No, I um, just want to say, of course, thank you very much for, you know, coming down today. Really appreciate it. Do because, appreciate um, it. Yeah. yeah, no, these are some of the things that we've really, you know, it's it's it's, a, it's more of a new thing in terms of, you know, being open with our, within our communities. Yeah. And these having, are, uh, uh, at least we're trying to
2: have the conversations, you know, yeah, like no, on a no, public platform. Yeah,
0: right? rather than just putting them aside. But at the same time, we're discussing whether, you know, particular Substance abuse. What kind of interventions you probably could have? How particular, you know, is our culture really open to these kind of things, or are we starting to become more open to these things? So, no, definitely. Um, you know, really appreciative to. that.
1: Yeah, culturally, yeah, yeah. I think we are. We are more open to these things, and I would say beyond culture and beyond everything is to try because you know, we are on un- very very underfunded working for the NHS. Mm just generally now most like more than we've ever been in terms of the funding that we get for therapy um and so not everybody can get the help that they need it's not accessible and a lot of these people are what we call on a conveyor belt they just go from one thing to, and then there's a little bit of a pass in the bucket a little bit and um especially people that are dealing with complex trauma it's very very difficult for them to seek help because there's there's an it's firstly extremely long waiting times and um it doesn't it's not sometimes long enough for them to even be able to process this so i say that to say to try your best to equip yourself with with knowledge and to be proactive in acquiring knowledge and um actually feeling i'm a huge advocate for um the self i feel like we are so much more We we have so much more control and power than we actually believe that we do. We have um, the power to, to transform, you know, our, our, our lives, honestly, and to bring ourselves out of uh, mental trauma. And of course, you need support. But ultimately, I think people don't believe that they have, they're not, they're not equipped. They don't know, they don't know where to start. Therefore, I have to depend on on this and that Institute and these people and that people to kind of inform me and tell me. Um, but actually you it's, it's surprising how much you can do for yourself with, with what's, with, with what's, with what's out there and yeah, to believe that it's possible that you can actually change your life yeah, around and yeah. you have the power to do that. Cause it's, it's unbelievable. Some of the things that I've seen. Um, yeah. It's, oh. it's really, no, we really
0: appreciate the yeah. advice, you know, that's given and everything. And you know, um, we thought we thought um, having you on was gonna be, was was actually, that's why we said special guest for a reason. Because <laughs> having yeah, these insights, oh is, my god, is really, it's really beneficial, no, especially for our communities. Uh, things to look out for, you know, um, you know, like I said, being proactive, especially you know, d- doing a deep dive yes. in within yourself yeah. and reflection. look, at, yeah, definitely reflection, everything else, you know, self
1: reflection, yeah, man. definitely,
0: and yeah. spend time. And whilst we've listened to this, we've you know taking our own mental, mental notes, notes. 100%. No, 100% I agree 100%. it's one of those ones where you know whilst you're talking we're doing our self-reflection oh you know what you're actually right this is the way and you know just you know all those other things so and I really appreciate that yeah
1: yeah,
2: yeah. so that is there anything like anything else you want to add or
1: self-reflection that? oh man Sam knows about this one. it's so important it's so so important for us to self-reflect and actually spend time mm-hmm. getting to know ourselves and, and know what what we're who we are, what we, what we want, um, reflect on our actions, the choices that we make. Just spend time with yourself, honestly. A lot of people find it difficult to just sit there and view with themselves, um, to even know what's going on in their mind, to even process what's happening. And we always say, like, I'm talking about we as a therapist, uh, to check in with yourself, to understand how you're feeling. You know, just sit with yourself mm-hmm. and be like, what am I feeling right now? What am I thinking about right now? What am I processing how is this making me feel you know this is that process of uh understanding yourself if you understand yourself you understand what triggers you you understand um what is good for you what isn't good for you what you should try and avoid uh what may bring up um you know mental health problems for you what may trigger you um but you can't help yourself if you don't even know what is yeah because
0: essentially you kind of lie to yourself then isn't it if, if if you if you're not if you're not if you know I'd say the best thing is I don't think a lot of people know themselves they like, don't know yeah, not as I was just not yeah, they yeah, don't know yeah, how yeah,
1: their yeah. brain works yeah. they don't know they don't, they don't know. yeah I don't they just see themselves in a hot mess and they're 100%. like how did I get here they
2: don't know where to start like the the, the way I look at it is like I don't think it, like it's very difficult to get to that point where you know you can sit in a room and just or do something alone innit? Like me I'll, I'll give you something That I do alone I go to the cinema And I, I, I've got a subscription What I like to do Is just go to the cinema By myself And just watch a film And that's That's a way of therapy For me So it, it Like it, it works for me Because Yeah that, that That's what works for me But I don't think A lot of people Are capable of doing things By themselves But, not,
0: but I do the same thing To be honest Um, I, I go Yeah but I'm
2: saying The majority yeah, I, I don't think no, They nerd the
0: themselves I, I go with maybe You know might go somewhere in central, wherever somewhere. Anyways, like yeah. I go to eat on my own and just sit there. Do you know what I mean? And it's just my own time where I do my own self reflection. If that makes sense, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Where you get to know yourself a bit more. Yeah, but most you know people I mean? are not comfortable with that like i don't i, I don't
2: yeah. I,
1: I don't
0: believe that
2: they could do no, that
1: no do you know what like the thing is there's two different things going on here so there's the you can there's people that can go out by themselves go watch a film by themselves go and eat by themselves but they don't even there's no connection between what's going on in here and like what's going on in themselves mm-hmm. like they don't know what they're thinking they don't know what they're feeling they just are on autopilot okay because okay. i feel like we are always on autopilot wow. we rarely know what's going on in our minds and how this is impacting the way that we feel uh, because all these things are interconnected so what you would find is that people find themselves in huge mental distress uh, they find themselves in stress and depression and anxiety and they've got they're so far deep in and then they come to you and they're like i don't know what happened i don't know how this happened i never used to be like this why am i feeling like this and i'm like wow there was like a whole process this was a gradual process this happened overnight this is mm. something that took a while Together, but yeah. you didn't realize because you never ever checked in with yourself you never even sat down and said hold on a minute am i doing too much is something wrong with what i'm th- do you know what i mean like yeah, there, there yeah, was yeah. not a single point yeah. that you actually decided yo well, what's going on here yeah what am i thinking about
0: yeah,
1: yeah. um And so we ended up in crises because we've spent no time. Could that
0: be that they're thinking maybe a bit too much and there's a lot going on. So that's why they put themselves in autopilot. Of
1: course, there is. There is that much, honestly. And people put themselves in auto. And you're right, actually. um, People that overthink, for example, will say... I make myself feel, I make myself distracted and busy myself with things so that I don't have to overthink. Mm. That's their coping mechanism Mm. to put themselves on autopilot Mm. because they cannot just sit and even if they think, it's always extreme. It's Mm. it's the overthinking. So it's about finding, you know, the the balance. But um, before you even get there, I would say always... um, take the time for yourself and honestly um i know we're on we're on youtube (laughs) and all plugged in at the moment (laughs) but try your best to stay away from being overstimulated because you know this isn't normal like being plugged in this much is not normal this is something that is very very new we still don't understand the long-term effects of this you know so you know I, i feel like the reason why a lot of people are feeling anxious, they're irritable, they can't sit for long, they're restless, they're anxious, I already said that, but the reason they're feeling all of this is because we're so plugged in and overstimulated mm. from all corners. Yeah. Um, so take the time, try and stay away from screens and everything, try and do th- things one at a time and just allow your body to actually catch up with what your mind is doing. Yeah. I
2: agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, th- I. think that's a
0: perfect way to end it. If, yeah. you, if there's nothing <laughs> to say, like you. You summarize a lot. There. Yeah. A lot too. Yeah. yeah. No, really. And again. I know I've said this before But I really appreciate <laughs> Having thank you Thank you very much No for thank you No I really that's appreciate it okay. Oh my god I No it's been great so honestly I'm Loved it yeah. I,
2: swear, I feel like I'm feeling A session right
0: now Yeah that's how I felt like too Like there's a whole session going on We're both being you know Diagnosed I'd say We're, <laughs> we're listening in Okay well, it could be me You know yeah That makes L- sense oh my And god. you know I need to start doing this Yeah no but it's Literally yeah. like I said uh, you know Checking in with yourself Is so so yeah. important So hopefully Everyone knows that yeah. Some of the gems Take away from Yeah definitely Yeah so take away Lee Yeah <laughs> so
2: um, Like Share Subscribe And um, yeah Just stay tuned And locked in For uh, yeah. the next episode So yeah So wrap So wrap cool.